everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality, the self, the deep down basic whatever there is, and you're all that, only you're pretending you're not. Who we are is not this physical body that we're in that is here for a moment and gone. Who we are is this infinite intelligence, and we forget that. The same intelligence that, is, that created this infinite universe that never ends is you. And those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every now moment, to redefine our reality to live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every single day. Are you living or are you killing time? Here we are, everybody. Episode 100. This is something that I've wondered about if I was going to make it to this point, you know, how I would feel if I made it to this milestone and here we are. Um, You know, I have everybody who's listening to this right now to thank because if it wasn't for people's interest, I'd have no one to be talking to on the other end of this microphone. So uh, my eternal thanks for everybody who has been a part of this, this whole live this life ride. It has been an amazing experience to say the least, you know. I've been wondering what this would actually look like if I made it to episode 100. If I if I got here, you know, what would the show look like? What would what would I look like? How what kind of person would I be? You know, was it even possible? I, I kind of visualized it a little bit and knew that there was only one person in control that I could just keep recording every day and uh, you know whenever I could and just it would eventually get there. And now it's here. I guess you know. I'll tell you this through this process. I did the opposite of what I often coach people to do. I didn't visualize much of where I was going to go. I didn't plan it. I didn't really set any goals to be at a certain place if I got to episode 100. And I completely realized that I own that one. You know, I just kept trucking along though by default. I took every day making progress when I could because at the time, that's the best I could do pretty much the last couple of years that I've been doing this. It's just all I could do to just sign, to just sometimes put my best foot forward and try to end up one step further than the place that I was yesterday. And that was pretty much what the last 99 episodes have been about. Um, I know that when I set out to do this show, I didn't have any specific plans of grandeur, where it would go, where I could take it. It was just something that honestly sounded terrifying and exciting at the same time. It was definitely out of my comfort zone for sure. And I just wanted to get a little bit of what that growth and expansion would be like. You know, I always tell people, if it scares you and excites you at the same time, then it's for you. It's something you got to try. You know, it's kind of like if uh, someone tries skydiving one time, you know, you got to at least give it a shot. And if it doesn't kill you, then it's something that you can say you made it through. Whether or not you go back up in a plane and do it a second time, that's a whole other story. But you can just be happy to say that you did it once. And that's kind of where I was with this show. I thought that was just what it was going to be like. Back when I recorded episode one, uh, I was really a guy who had let a job define who he was for a very long time. And 
I almost let it become like a callus over my authentic self and the person that I was before I lost myself along the way, really. Uh, you know, in stepping back into that person, this show was a part of that. And this show was a part of what that was going to maybe help me bring back into my life through that experience. And however long that was going to stick around for, I really wasn't planning on it being more than just a couple of episodes and just being a thing that I said that I did because it was scary. But, you know, let's be perfectly honest. It was one of the scariest things I'd ever done. And I'll tell you, if you learn anything from this show, it's that stepping out and doing that thing that was scary was one of the most valuable pieces of growth I'd ever gone to. Even if I only did five episodes, just those five would have been one of the, the most valuable things I'd ever grown through and forced myself to do. And I being glad that I just did it. And to think that I could have let fear dictate whether or not I would have even taken that step is just, it's just something that's opened my eyes so much because I've encountered so many people who stop at that edge of the cliff. They, they literally get there and get scared and back up. You know, I, I could have, I could have been fearful. I could have constantly put it off. You know, I found myself doing that actually when the show first started off. I could have put it off until the time was perfect. You know, I could have put it off until I was really ready. I could have waited until maybe I had a better social media following or maybe if I got, you know, certified in this, that, or the other thing, uh, you know, better recording equipment, all the reasons that I was telling myself that I had to wait for in the beginning. They were all my reasons for procrastination. They were literally, though, just all excuses to never get started. And I, I see the same thing in other people, and I help them get over those things. But I can definitely see where those would be the sticking points to prevent you from doing something that could end up being one of the greatest things in your life that would bring you some of the most satisfaction that you'll ever, ever experience. Have you ever caught yourself doing that? Are you, are you doing that maybe about something right now? You know, is there something that maybe you really want to begin in your life? And, you know, I guess realizing that the procrastination and excuses are just part of a normal operating program that you've had for most of your life that I had had, I had been under those for so long and I just decided one time I was just going to get to the edge just like you would if you were going to bungee jump or something. And and I just jumped and I hoped that the the bungee cable was going to hold. Um, you know, like my man Christopher Roush talked about in the last episode. We have to get to that edge and just take that leap and hope that our, our chute is going to open. But if you never jump, you're never going to have the opportunity to test that chute. And in that episode, we were just so, going so good on our conversation. I didn't get to play that clip, but I'm going to play that clip for you real quick right now. Episode 100, I'm going to throw a few clips into this one because this is a special one for me. So check this one out. This one's from my man, Steve Harvey, talking about that jump that we can take, that leap of faith. To identify that gift. Now listen to me. When you see people in life, when you're standing on the cliff of life and you see people soaring by, you hear about them doing wonderful things. Maybe you look up the street and your neighbor just gets a car every year, every two years. You know, how is he doing that? Have you ever thought, maybe this person right here has identified their gift and is living in their gift? 
because your Bible says, this is your Bible, says your gift will make room for you. Your gift, not your education. You go get an education, that's nice. But if you don't use your gift, that education only gonna take you so far. I know a lot of people got degrees, man. Think they ain't even using it. It's your gift. But the only way for you to soar is you got to jump. You got to take that gift that's packed away on your back. You got to jump off that cliff and pull that cord. That gift opens up and provides the soar. If you don't ever use it, you're gonna just go to work. And if you're getting up going to work on a job every day that you hate going to, that ain't living, man. You just existed. At one point in time, you ought to see what living's like. But the only way to see what living's like, you gotta jump and hit a problem. Let me just be real with you. When you first jump, let me tell you something, your parachute will not open right away. You're gonna hit them rocks. You're gonna get some skin tore off on them cliffs. You're gonna get all your clothes tore off. You're gonna get some cuts on you. You're gonna be bleeding pretty bad. But eventually, eventually, the parachute has to open. That is a promise of God. That ain't a theory, that's a promise. His promises is true, because listen to me, you cannot name one single thing God has not gotten you through. Name it. And if he ain't got you through it, he currently pulling you through it right now. And the living proof of it is you sitting in here. If he hadn't got you through it, you wouldn't even be here. So if he ain't never not got you through it, why would he not let your parachute open? He, it has to open, man. You know, and when it was my turn to take that leap, not only did I not fall, not only was it nowhere near as painful as my mind had made it out to be, all those weeks that I was trying to talk myself into it, it wasn't painful at all. Now, you know, I'll back that up a little bit. The fear of judgment was still in there. You know, I was wondering what people would think if if they ever heard it. You know, I wasn't ever really planning on anybody hearing this show. And here we are, 95, 96 countries now. But it was a little bit fearful even once I recorded the first couple of episodes. But it was still well worth it. You know, it's one of the most enjoyable things I've ever embarked upon. And one of the most fulfilling because I was able to dig down deep and say I did this myself for myself. And not tuning my own horn much on this at all, but I feel like it's something that I've been able to sharpen my axe at. As the, the episodes have gone on. I've definitely gotten better at this, and it just proves that you, you just have to learn any sort of a craft. I had no experience in any of this stuff leading up to uh, trying to start this podcast. You know, I actually listen to early episodes, and I cringe a lot. Um, I still... I still sometimes uh, listen to some of my, my editing and stuff, and I cringe as time gets on, I just know I'm getting better. Why? Because I'm being more and more authentic and being more comfortable with not being perfect and polished as my old self used to force me to be. Even on the episode editing, I let a lot of stumbles and fumbles like I just did. I'll let those go when I used to like roll it back, re-record those. I've used these 100 episodes to sharpen my blade and get better at my craft. And that's something we all need to do no matter what it is that we're trying to get better at. If there's a thing that you want to embark upon, the only way you're going to get better at it is just through repetition, through experience. 
there's no amount of studying and preparation that you're going to do. Maybe you're a natural talent at something like this, but to get the actual edge sharpened on your blade, you have to get the experience. I would have never had the opportunity if I would have listened to that fear and let it dictate my life and constrict me from what I was really meant to do. You know, and that's what we do. We talk ourselves out of why that thing that we want is something that we don't deserve or that we're not good enough for. Or, you know, we'll say things like, who am I to do this thing? Who am I to start a podcast about consciousness and awakening and living a fulfilling life? I wasn't someone who had really consciously awoken to much. I kind of had the beginning twinges of, of conscious awakening. I was someone who really hadn't had much experience in living any sort of a fulfilling life. All I did was work my entire adult life. I worked myself to death and was in very unfulfilling jobs, doing something that brought me so far away from my authentic self. So I judged myself and said, who was I to do anything like this? But I was wrong. I was wrong about that narrative that I was telling myself. You know, I was just as worthy as anyone else, any one of you listening is just as worthy as I am, as anybody is. And in this process of doing this for myself, I was able to do this for more than just myself. I was doing this for, for other people in the process. You see, living a life in alignment with your authentic self, the person who we were meant to be, the person we ultimately came here to be, the person above all reasons the universe put here to be in things that we were meant to do, whatever it is, that person deep inside that is that is often the voice that we silence by projecting things over it and letting other people project things over it. You know, the voice that we let life turn the volume down on and get drowned out is the voice that we need to let out more. You know, the voice that we let other people muzzle or project that other people want it muzzled. Sometimes we make people out to be a bigger boogeyman than they actually are. It's our own fear of rejection from those people that makes us muzzle ourselves. When in all reality, most of the people around us want to see our most authentic side. Is there a fear of rejection maybe from those people that makes us do that? You know, the, the self-imposed limiting beliefs that don't actually exist. They make us become inauthentic for the sake of being accepted when those people ultimately really are going to judge us the way that we think they are. We let outside circumstances turn down the volume on our authentic selves, and then we in turn live these massively unfulfilling lives for a construct that doesn't actually exist and it won't exist. I had this fear of how many people we're going to snicker behind my back. And maybe they do. Don't even care at this point. I made it out to be bigger than it was. And actually, some of the people who I thought were going to be some of my biggest critics ended up congratulating me for what I'm doing. So that just kind of goes to show you where your projections can actually set these limiting beliefs that have no basis in reality. And when you flip the script and you do something completely different, you do that thing you want to do, you'll basically shatter all of those preconceived notions that don't actually exist. You know, we may have some success in these, these alternate lives, these lives that we, we let get created and we let it separate ourselves from our authenticity. 
you know, we, we go and take on these roles and these jobs that society wants us to take or that our families want us to take or that we think is going to be the, the best and most interesting role. I mean, look at what I did for so long. Someone threw it at me like, hey, maybe you should be a cop someday. And I went and did it. And it was completely opposite of my nature. If you ask anybody that I went to high school with, anybody who knew me as a teenager, they would have said there's no way that guy's ever going to be in any sort of a uniform going forward. I was just way too rebellious. I was way too, uh, you know, against authority. But something pulled me in that direction. And for a time, I really did love it. There was there was parts of it that, that I loved, and it did a lot of great things for me. But ultimately, I let it separate me from me. I became a person that was so far removed from the person I had been. And so many people that I had grown up with said, man, I don't even know you anymore. It was a completely different person. And, and you know what? I was proud of what they were saying because I was like, yeah, I'm way better and different. I'm more disciplined and I'm this, that, and the other thing. But little did I realize it was, that wasn't what they were talking about. It was that I was far separated from the authentic person, the authentic version of Heath that I've grown back into now in the last few years. You know, we we create that construct of ourselves. We we separate ourselves from that authenticity for these roles that we play in our life. You know, and I can't say this, it's not all for naught. You know, we may get some some medals and some awards and some promotions, you know, letters of recognition. We'll, we'll make a dollar or two in trading for that authentic version of us. How many of us change ourselves every single day when we go in the workplace for the sake of a paycheck. I mean, hell, I ended up in, in newspapers all over the country with my art crime stuff. Did did any of it really make me feel that great? You know, maybe for a minute, you know, I was there for the recognition and then I was off to the next thing. You know, who remembered that stuff a few weeks later? What else was I going to be able to do to validate myself at that point? That's what it turned into. You know, what else was I going to do to validate myself even more in that direction, which ultimately sort of separated myself even farther from my authentic version. It was only when I became much more authentic toward what I wanted to talk about, what I wanted to do, and and what kind of life I was dedicated to living did I finally remember what it was to be that person again. The authenticity that I've been finding along the way along with integrity, which it means doing the right thing when no one's looking in the, I guess the shortest way you can define it. Those two things combined, the authenticity and the integrity has ultimately led me down a road toward my dream life. And that's the road we're going to take in today's episode. If you haven't tried some of Organifi's products, you are absolutely missing out on some of the highest quality supplements on the planet. I'm someone who doesn't allow anything into my body that I'm not 100% sure of its purity, and this company goes above and beyond to certify the quality of their products many times over. My day starts and ends with Organifi, and I've literally never felt more amazing. In the morning, I use the Organifi green juice in combination with the complete chocolate protein powder after my demanding tough morning workout. I mix it in with some vanilla almond milk, maybe some kale or some banana, and the energy that flows from that is something I've never felt before. And at the end of a long day, I settle down with some of the gold chocolate with a little almond milk and some coconut oil for a hot drink that helps my beat up body and mind recover and get the rest that it needs to keep up with my demanding schedule. 
I literally do not know what I would do without this company. Go check out their amazing product line at OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com. And if you find something you want to check out, use the coupon code LiveThisLife to save 15% off of your purchase. Let me start by mentioning quickly about integrity. You know, being authentic is, is noble and righteous and all that. But let's be honest, you could be an authentic asshole. You know, <laughs> what good is that? Yes, you can be true to yourself and, and all that stuff and be proud that you're true to yourself. But what does that do for the rest of the world if you're not genuinely a kind person? I mean, I know a few people, one in particular, who's very proud of the fact that the way that they, you know, quote unquote, don't take anyone's crap. And they always say what's on their mind, even if it's at the expense of how people around them might interpret it, how they might feel about it, with no remorse at all if they do hurt someone's feelings. Um, but is that really what's doing what's right? You know, if it's at the expense of insulting others and not caring about what they feel, then then likely it's not. If you're an authentically violent person, you know, that's your authentic you. It's something that likely isn't going to benefit the world. And it's ultimately hurting yourself in the process. You're bringing in all that negativity towards yourself. That authenticity comes with a caveat in this world, right? Authentic until when, you know, until someone doesn't like it. Um, so how do you find that balance? How do you become authentic and not take it in a direction that's going to be a detriment to the world? When you can be that, that authentic person mixed with integrity, I guess, for the world around you, that's something that just cannot be matched or surpassed when it comes to life fulfillment. You know, nothing else in this world will get you to that feeling of enlightenment than being close to the reason why you were put here, the purpose of why Source put you here in the first place. Nothing gets you even close, but I guess the hardest part is discovering what that thing is. That's one of the hardest things for me. I thought my purpose for the longest time was being a protector, serving the public, all that stuff. It was my purpose for a season maybe, but that wasn't my ultimate purpose. How do you find it? And, and can it change? Of course it can. How do you find your authentic self, I guess? Not just your authentic purpose, but your authentic self and your authentic purpose combined together. How do you uncover and strengthen that person that's going to bring you and your life to its brightest and best version? That person that's going to just light up your life. You become a person that just emanates life and therefore you emanate it into everyone else's life that comes into your presence. I won't give away the whole process here, you know, but I will get you on the right path to discovering it for yourself, or at least what I've discovered. Because once you start washing off the mud of your life that has started to collect on the surface of your true self, you start to see the beginnings of that authentic self start to shine through. And when you start to see that, there really is no going back. It's it's almost like an addiction because you realize like, wow, there I am. And you have to keep on uncovering more and more. So how do you find it? First, I'd say you have to admit that you have flaws. You know, I don't care how perfect you think you are or how perfect you might want to think you are. 
see, I was, I thought I was God's gift to the world at a certain point. I remember that egotistical person. And I was this, I was that, I was, I was the best father around, you know, I was the best husband, I was the best boxer, I was the best in all that I did, I was the best cop, best everything. And now there's nothing wrong with striving to be the best in what you do, I still do it to this day. But the difference is I bring a level of humility to the table because I actually realized throughout the process I wasn't the best dad. I wasn't bringing a lot of different things to the table. I definitely wasn't being the best husband. I, I mean, I almost chased my wife away over a decade ago. Um, all the other things that I've done, yeah, maybe I was good at those things, but I wasn't the best. And even if I was, to walk around and wear that on your chest and, and say, look at me, I'm the best, that's not the way to do it. You know, you have to bring a level of humility to the table. And that's something that I've learned that was probably one of the most valuable lessons I learned in the last few years. The humility of being good at a craft, but I guess not so much wanting to express it all to the world. Just showing your gratitude for the appreciation that people might have for what you do is good enough. And their recognition of you is, is good enough. And I even have a really hard time still taking compliments from people, whether it's somebody saying something, someone said something to me the other day that I haven't seen in a while, oh, you're so handsome. And, you know, someone said something about my, my new car recently and, and bumped into people and they start talking about the podcast and, and saying great things about it. It's still so hard for me to accept the praise and the compliments because I focused so hard on being much more humble over the last few years. But you can always make it your goal to be the best. But... You have to also realize that you come with flaws. And I know in this world of manifestation, they teach you to be it to see it and you, uh, you, know, you have to feel it forward. But you also have to accept that along the way you're going to fail. You're going to have flaws. You're not going to be the best at something at some point. You're going to stumble. You're going to slide. You're going to have setbacks. You will lose. And every one of those things is okay. It's expected. It's all a part of it. And knowing that those are, are not really flaws, they're part of your character, they're part of a character growth process. You will not know success ever without failures. You have to have that contrast. It's something that you have to fully accept. And along the way, you're going to expose your flaws. The best way that you can use that exposure of your weak points and your flaws is embracing them. And that can help you find your most authentic self. Embrace them, talk about them, show them off. Inspire others to realize that they have permission to be flawed as well. There's too much of this, I've gotta be perfect crap in you know Instagram and Facebook and all social media worlds. Everybody has to put this, this shiny polish on a life that you have a perfect six pack abs, you, know, you, you drive a perfect car, you get to travel all the time. That's not reality. The reality is that we all have flaws. Some of those people that you look at and you're like, wow, it seems like they got the perfect life. They have flaws as well. It's just for marketing purposes, it's not good to show. In my opinion, I'd say it's one of the best marketing things that you can possibly put out there because it shows that you're real. It shows you're an authentic person. All of us have our issues and our flaws. And I guess second behind exposing your flaws is uncover the biggest flaw I think most of us have in today's age, especially one I just kind of mentioned, ask yourself, are you playing a role? Are you playing through 
a role in your life, you know, whether it's at work or with your friends or with a spouse, uh, you know, significant other, are, are, are you being phony? You know, not in some sort of fake intentional way, uh, you know, are, are you actually being a phony person? You don't realize it. Are you stepping into that trap that I think almost all of us know exactly what I'm talking about, that trap that we fall in from time to time? Are you wearing masks? And I'm not talking about the masks that the government wants you to wear when you go to the grocery store. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the masks that you put on so you can fit in where wherever you are, so you can you can be a part of the crowd, which we feel is necessary in certain situations and it's really not necessary anywhere. You know, if you have to wear a mask to fit in at a place, then it's not a place that you're meant to be at. If you have to change your internal tuning to match a place just so you can feel like you resonate with that place, then it's not something you resonate with. You're changing yourself so you can fit in. You're changing the station so that they can dial into that version of you, but that version is not your authentic version. If you have to wear a mask for the sake of fitting in at a place, then it's not a place you should be in because they don't value the true you. And in turn, you're not valuing the true you. You know, it's easier said than done. I completely get that. But you, but you need to shed the masks, leave the masks behind, all of them. Even the ones they say you have to wear right now, leave them all behind. You know, I wanna see smiles again. And part of that genuine smile is smiling from the deepest parts of your being, knowing that you are who you're meant to be. And I guess third on that list would be to express yourself. What does that inner you, that inner child want to say or do or create? What does it need to express itself? Uh, in the Bible, Matthew 18.3 says, unless you change and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Something to that effect. I think that I think I got it pretty close. I feel like we we come into this world, this innocent, fun-loving child state that we're in, and the world tells us all along our childhood, grow up, stop acting like a child, time to be an adult. You know, we'll, we'll unlearn all that right now. Kids say what's on their mind. They tell you what they're thinking. You know, they'll tell you that you're they're bored. They'll tell you that uh, you know you should stop being mean, and and they'll they'll call you on your bullshit. It's time that we incorporate that more into our world and to find that genuine self. Have more fun in your life. That's the biggest thing. Do you, you ever see a kid who doesn't like to have fun? Not many of them. Kids want to play, and, and their authentic version comes out. And they'll play anywhere, anytime. And we need more of that in our lives. Not not all the time, but us as adults, we need to have that play, that adventure. Don't stop living life and loving life. Kids don't worry about all these things that we worry about as adults until someone tells them to worry about those. We need to shed all those things and have a little bit more play and fun and adventure and be a little bit more childlike in our lives. If someone asks you deep down, will you be genuine with me? It, will you please just shed it all and just be your genuine self with me? Just sit down and be exactly who your authentic, genuine self is. Could you do it? Could you actually sit there in a room with someone for a day and just be your genuine, authentic self? 
And I've asked this question to some of the people that I've coached recently, and they weren't even sure. It was actually a really hard question for someone to answer. Like, I guess I don't even know who that genuine person is anymore. And I guess that's the reason why they, they reach out in the first place. But that's such a deep thing. It's such an amazing thing to admit that I, I guess I just don't even know who my genuine self really is anymore. So no, I can't sit here with you and be my genuine self. And you'd be surprised if you sat there, if you could sit there in a room with me and I said for one half a day, for four hours, would you be able to sit there and be your genuine, authentic self? Not some egotistical version, not the character you're trying to play. Could you be your genuine self? And I bet you a majority of the world couldn't. Do you even know what that person would do, what they say, what they look like? Do you even know that person yourself? Do you think that, that these genuine people that maybe that you can encounter in your life wouldn't be able to see through all your bullshit, the person that you're projecting out there and realize this isn't the genuine you. They'd sit down in front of you and be like, this is not genuine. Can you be genuine with yourself so you can be genuine with others? Here's Alan Watts dropping wisdom on this exact concept. Look, will you be absolutely genuine with me? No deception, please. I want you to do something that expresses you without the slightest deception. No more role acting, no more playing games with me. I want to see you. Now imagine, could you really be that honest with somebody else? Especially a spiritual teacher. And you know he looks right through you. He sees all your secret thoughts. And he knows the very second when you've been a little bit phony. And that bugs you. In other words, <laughs> when you're challenged to, to be perfectly genuine, it's like saying to a child, now darling, come out here and play and don't be self-conscious. Or it's like I would say to you, now look, if you come here tonight at exactly midnight and put your hands on this stage, you can wish and have granted any wish you want, provided you don't think of a green elephant. <laughs> and so everybody will come, they'll put their hands here, and they will be very careful not to think about a green elephant. <laughs> well, now do you see the point? That everybody if we transfer this to the dimension of spirituality, where the highest ideal is to be unselfish, to let go of oneself, when you are trying to be unselfish, you're doing it for a selfish reason. You can't be unselfish by a decision of the will any more than you can decide not to think of a green elephant. There is a story about Confucius, who one day met Lao Tzu, who was a great Chinese philosopher. And Lao Tzu said, Sir, what is your system? And Confucius said, uh, it is charity and love of one's neighbor and elimination of self-interest. Lao Tzu said, stuff and nonsense. 
uh, your elimination of self uh, is a positive manifestation of self. Look at the universe. The stars keep their order. The trees and plants grow upwards without exception. The waters flow. Be like this. All your nonsense about elimination of self is like beating a drum in search of a fugitive. So in this way. These are all examples of the thing, the trickery, the master is playing on you. You came to him with the idea in your mind that you are a separate, independent, isolated individual. And what he is simply saying to you is, show me this individual. So after a while, ultimately, you can't do it without doing it. You cannot find yourself without starting the search. Whatever it means to find yourself, start searching today. That is what it means to live this life. If you don't start today, are you living or are you just killing time? So I'm going to head out on this one. I'm expressing my gratitude to you all. Thank you all so much for giving me this opportunity, this show, this life to really have all of you in it, all of you that I chat with on social media, the instant messages that I probably spend too much time going back and forth. But I really, I know that a lot of the people I chat with, they're in need of those chats uh, and I, and they appreciate it and I appreciate it as well. Um, you know, all the emails, every bit of it, you know, this life wouldn't be what it currently is for me right now without every one of you listening. And I wouldn't have what I have in my life, the richness that I have now, if it weren't for you and your support and your continued, uh, you know, your continued interest in listening to me on this show and the microphones, you've all helped me find a deeper level of myself by continuing this whole thing. And, you know, at the same time, I'm helping you. So we're helping each other. So here it is. Here's to a hundred episodes and who knows how many more, you know, only time will tell. So before heading out on this one, a reminder to go out on whatever platform you're listening on and give us a rating and please leave those comments for a review. We will definitely read them on the air in future episodes. And the more of a spotlight that you can give the show in this sea of over 1.7 million podcasts out there and just it's growing every day, the more we can stand out and affect the lives of that many more people while they're out there searching for podcasts, the more people that become part of this circle in this tribe. So anything that you can do to reach out and share the show with people and give us those ratings would be greatly appreciated. I'm going to head out on this one with a song from Eula. This one's called Growth. Use your genuine authenticity combined with deep integrity to find the greatest growth in your life. And keep living.
Please can talk 